Get ready to experience and receive the grace you long for from the heart of God. Welcome to Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Carla is a wife and mother, international speaker, minister, and engaging storyteller known for her transparency with an impactful testimony of how God has transformed her own life. Her desire is to connect you with the heart of God and the truth of how He truly loves and sees you. If you're hurt, if you're broken, if you yearn for God's love and acceptance, let the healing begin. Now, here's Carla Swanigan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I'm Carla Swanigan, and I'm so glad you're joining us. Today on the show, we have Chris Waterman, the Denver mortgage guy. I'm so happy to have you here, Chris. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you. Chris, um, like I said, is the Denver mortgage guy. He's been a local mortgage consultant in the Denver metro area since 1996. And he's helped thousands of people either purchase a home or refinance their current home. And Chris specializes in assisting people who have had difficulties in the past, like a divorce or bankruptcy or other credit issues. And Chris is really known for having amazing communication, honesty, and competitive rates. And you can contact Chris by visiting him at his website, thedenvermortgageguy.com. And we'll talk more about that during the show. But Chris, I'm so glad to have you here. And one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show, I mean, there's several reasons, but one of the main reasons is because I'm excited to like hear your testimony of how you came to know the Lord, because we always talk about that on Scandalous Grace. Sure. But also, I'm excited to talk about um, your marriage and the power of prayer in your marriage. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But why don't we just start by um, you sharing with the listeners kind of a little bit about your testimony, whatever you want to share. Sure. Um, let's fast forward to when I came to know the Lord. Sure. Which was in 1992. I was 29 years old and I grew up in a Catholic family and, you know, kind of creasters. So we mm-hmm. went to church whenever it was convenient type of thing. And I did not know who God was. And I had a really warped view of who God was. I believed that God was distant, mm-hmm. passive aggressive, and uninvolved in my life. Yeah. And then if I made a mistake, he was there to hammer me. Yeah. Right? So I'd been searching. After I got out of college, I was I got a, I got a good job with a tech company, and I uh, one of my friends I made there kept inviting me to his church and to his um, singles group. Sure. And I came to know the Lord at an altar call. It was an, actually a Jimmy, uh, a, a, sorry, a Billy Graham movie. Oh wow! And I did an altar call. They gave me a Bible, and I was a baby Christian. Um, fast forward to 2010. Okay. I, uh, is my second coming, is when uh-huh. I really came to know the Lord. So I felt like from 92 up until 2010, I was a baby Christian the whole time. I never felt like I really advanced looking back. Yeah. And in 2010, I went through divorce. Mm. Something I didn't want to go through, but it happened. Yeah. Been there, done that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And that's when I went through a two-year refining and transformation of understanding who God was, who God was to me and how he was in my life. Mm. And it completely transformed my life. Yeah. And then in 2012, I met an amazing person, my wife. Who we both know, who Paula we both know, Waterman. And I got married in 2016. Wow. So you met the Lord back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you were kind of like a baby Christian. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate to that because 
I met the Lord when I was a little kid. You know, I got saved when I was really young, grew up in the church, loved the Lord, you know, then like a lot of people kind of went my own way in college. You know, I was just lost and kind of left all that behind and, and lived my own way. And then it was in the middle of my um, second marriage going downhill. And I was about to get divorced for the second time that I came back to the Lord. So I can totally relate to what you're saying about um, divorce being something that we don't want, but it does happen. And um, I know for some people, sometimes um, like for me, I came back to the Lord and he was able to really work with me and my husband and he redeemed our marriage and we did not, I did not get divorced a second time. John and I have been married now for almost 18 years. So, um, you know, fast forward, like you said, 10 or 11 years later from coming back to the Lord in 2007, God's really done a lot. But the thing about marriage is it's, it's not super easy, which most people know. And I think it takes work on both people's part. Yeah. And I know that, um, you and Paula, because I know you as friends, mm-hmm. um, outside of just a social acquaintance too, and outside of doing business with you guys, I, um, I know that you guys are full of integrity and honesty and you both love the Lord. So you went into this second marriage fully having God being a part of every aspect of it. Right. Yeah. 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 So when Paul and I met in 2012, she had went through divorce also. Yeah an unwanted divorce. And when we met, we were both very broken. We were mm-hmm. broken together. And we started praying together then. Not as often as we do now, but we started praying together then for God to transform us and to, and to validate that we were supposed to be together. Yeah. Right? And then when we got married, we made a decision that we were going to pray together every day. Wow. And, and we missed some days on the weekend, just depending on our schedule, but... Monday through Friday, we are praying together every morning. We pray for our kids. We pray for our relationship with each other. We pray for our relationship with the Lord. We pray for other people in our lives. And um, it's been a transfer, um, transformation for both of us, especially well, for me. Yeah. And I guess I, I, when I found out that you guys were doing that, it was you know shortly after you got married, I was really like totally inspired Mm-hmm. And I even tried doing John and I tried doing it a little bit and right away, just like forgot or life gets in the way. So mm-hmm. I know from experience, just because yeah. I was inspired by you guys to try and do it, that it's something that you actually have to purpose to do every yeah. day. Yeah. So I guess, you know, my first question is, how did that even come to you? Like whose idea was it? Or I mean, mm-hmm. how did you even think to do that at the beginning? It's something you've been doing since day one. Yeah. Okay. Since day one, we got married. Yeah. So yeah. you knew in advance that that was something you guys were going to do. Yeah, I would love to take the credit for it, but you know my wife. Sure. Right? And um, this is something she uh, had talked about um, with me that she says, we're going to do this. I says, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to resist you on this. I know it's something that um, we need to do together, and we're going to do it. So she put the idea in my head and encouraged me, which mm-hmm. is what I needed. Um, what I know about a lot of guys um, and this is how I was in my first marriage. Even though I was a Christian and I was still walking with the Lord, my wife at the time and I were not doing the things we need to do daily. We weren't praying together. And that was on me for not leading that. Mm. And so now we both lead it and I also lead it too. And I feel comfortable with it. I think a lot of guys, and this is how I felt, I felt super inadequate 
praying with my wife. Mm. Completely inadequate. And so we initially started doing it, but it fell off and we stopped doing it. Yeah. Right. And Paula is such a, an amazing person that, that is full of grace and mercy and there's no condemnation with her. And she encourages me to do things, to step out in faith. And she says, you're doing good. You're doing good. And that's yeah. what guys need to hear. And that's what I needed to hear. Well, that's awesome information. That's what's going to be my next question for our listeners. I mean, even for me in my own life and, and other women listening mm-hmm. or our men too, actually, if, if we want to have prayer in our marriage, let's be specific and just talk to the wives for a minute. And we feel like our husband's, may or may not be willing to do that yet. How, how would you recommend like talking to the guy mm-hmm. in our relationship as the wife and encouraging him to yeah. kind of come on board with this? How can we, like you said, gracefully lead him into that place where he, I guess, feels comfortable or is even agreeable to pray with us every day? Yeah, I think first of all, guys need to pray about it themselves mm-hmm. and pray to the Lord and say, Lord, I know this is something I'm supposed to be doing and I should be doing. Help me with the the courage to actually start doing it. I think a lot of guys have so much fear about praying that they're going to say the wrong thing or it's not going to sound great. That was my issue. My, you've, you've heard my wife pray, and, and I sure. know how you pray. <laughs> and I get intimidated because you guys mm. are amazing. And I'm like just, just this regular guy. You know, wow. I didn't grow up in a Christian family. I, I didn't go to seminary. Way. I didn't go to a, a Christian college or anything like that. And so... I'm learning to be more comfortable in my prayers, and I am, and my wife is encouraging. I would say for guys is grab your wife's hand and just start off with something really simple. Say, honey, I'm going to pray for you today, and pray for her specifically, and keep it. It's fine to keep it short. It's fine to keep it simple, but mm-hmm. start somewhere. Yeah. I think the most important thing is actually just to start with something, and then build on that. That's really good. And I think um, that I would say, too, in connection with that, that if you're listening and you're a woman and you want your husband to pray for you, start praying and asking the Lord mm-hmm. that your husband would pray for you. Yeah. And that, yeah. I mean, that's something that I've done and I've noticed that now John will take the initiative more. I do some jail ministry that, you know, that's mm-hmm. one of my passions. Yeah. And it started with me saying, Hey, will you pray for me, honey, before I go? And he was reluctant at first. I think for all the reasons that you mentioned, you know, he just felt he, he wasn't used to praying out loud or whatever, but now he's gotten to the point where I don't even always have to remind him. He'll just do it for me. Or if he's not at home, he'll call me and pray for me. And I think a lot of that is taking your own advice and just letting him start somewhere. Yeah. But also I started praying and asking the Lord that my husband would pray for me. Mm-hmm. And good. so, yeah, maybe praying that the Lord that's maybe something I need to pray in my own marriage is that the Lord would help us pray together like you and yeah. Paula do. Yeah. So give me another example of, you know, what it looks like in the mornings. Like, do you do it before you go to work? Is it something you do at night? Like just kind of walk us through what it looks like at your house when you're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually in the morning, right before I head out the door to go to the office. Um, okay. My wife will say, honey, we need to pray. <laughs> and I said, I know let's, let's do it. And we'll sit on the steps and um, she'll ask me, she says, what do you want prayer for? And I'll tell her. And then she'll, I'll ask her, what do you want prayer for? And then we'll add in some stuff. Because there's things that she may not say to me or I may not say to her about mm-hmm. things I, I know she needs prayer for and she may, may have forgot what it is. Yeah. And then um, then we take turns. I'll pray first one one day and she'll pray first the next day. And That's so cool. And it's, it's been 
an amazing way to start a marriage and an amazing way. Um, it's transformed our relationships um, together, both spiritually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I think we're way more connected, yeah. which is what you really want to be in a marriage. Well, I can imagine that it, it creates an incredible amount of, um, yeah, connection from the vulnerability of you mm-hmm. praying in front mm-hmm. of each other, even admitting that you need prayer for something mm-hmm. to your spouse, yeah. I think um, opens the vulnerability vault, so to oh, speak. That's really good. Yeah. Which is such a connection when you can be yeah. vulnerable with someone mm-hmm. and be brave with that. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's a whole nother level of connection that we could all use in our marriages, you know? Yeah. I needed to feel safe. Mm. Right. And for, for, for a guy, and I'll, I'll speak for myself, to feel safe and vulnerable and be transparent is a very scary place because we're not, most guys are not raised that way. You know, you can, we're going to suck it up and we're just going to deal with it. Yeah. And I can be really, my wife, I could be super transparent and real with her and she'll just start praying for me. Wow. And I feel super, I feel really safe around her. Well, she's my best friend too. Yeah. So I can tell her anything yeah. and feel comfortable with that, knowing that she's going to allow me to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And she wants to see me fulfill the destiny that God has for me. Yeah. And so she's going to pray me into that whole situation and she's going to allow me to be me and she's not going to allow any insecurities or fears that I have hinder us in our prayer or in my walk with the Lord. That's so cool. She's calling, calling out your destiny in your life yeah. every day. Yeah. That's what we try to do. I think that's amazing. I think um, you made a really good point there that I think all of us need to be aware of when you are vulnerable and open and you you say, hey, I need prayer for this. I'm struggling with this or I'm having a hard time with this or I'm feeling anxious about this. In your prayer request to someone, the key for the other person is not to ever use that against you. Like you said, she's not condemning or judgmental or critical of, mm-hmm. of you at all. She's your biggest cheerleader. That's right. Um, and I think that that is a key in our godly relationships, all of our relationships, but especially in marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, if your wife or husband says, yeah, I'm feeling really insecure about this meeting today. Uh, the wrong thing to say would be like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you, that's dumb. Why are you feeling that way? Don't feel, you know, yeah. when, if they're coming to you in prayer, that's your moment to be like, mm-hmm. okay, I totally um, want to pray for you about that. Let me mm-hmm. stand with you and, mm-hmm. and, and then just speak truth, God's truth and identity over them. Yeah. I think that's a really important key. Yeah. Um, I think that I can see how blessed your marriage is. And I think you guys praying every day has a huge, I don't know, thing to do with that. You know, that's a huge reason. And that you put God as the center of your marriage. Mm -hmm. And I know that you guys just don't pray for each other in the morning. I know that um, Paul has mentioned to me, and you've even talked about it before too. Like if you're going through something during the day, you still feel like you can pick up the phone and call her. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just to ask her to cover you in prayer. And mm-hmm. she does the same. I, I've been with her at times when she's like, I got to call Chris, yep. you know, I got to get covered in prayer. And I think for so many marriages that are like struggling, like mine was, mm-hmm. um, even my second marriage, when I came back to the Lord, I think sometimes it can feel really hopeless and like, it's never going to get better. And, um, you know, we barely are speaking to each other. How can we pray with each other? Mm-hmm. 
But would you say that like that first step of even in the midst of a hard marriage, mm-hmm. that prayer would be like a great place to start? It's, I think it's the most important place to start. Yeah. The first place and the most important place to start. And if things aren't great in your marriage, someone's got to take the leadership. Mm. Whether it be the, the the husband or the wife, but someone needs to take the leadership and say, we're going to do this and we're going to pray. I may not like you right now. Yeah. We may be really struggling, but I'm going to pray to God for our marriage and for you. Well, and I was going to ask that too. Like, what do you do on the days? Like there's some mornings and I'm just going to speak for myself sure. and I'm sure our listeners all have perfect lives and perfect marriages and they don't ever have this problem in the mornings when they're trying to get out the door. Yeah. Just kidding. But what about like the mornings where like I want to throw something because me and John are like just irritated with each other. Sure. We're both in a rush, both trying to get out the door and there's something going on and we're not feeling like the squishy, gushy, romantic. Oh, honey, let's sit down and pray together this morning. Let's mm-hmm. love on each other. It's more like I can barely speak to you. I'm so mm-hmm. mad at you right now. How do you and Paula handle that? I mean, I'm not saying that you ever have those kind of days, mm-hmm. but but do you have those kind of days? And if you did, like what, how would you, do you still pray or do you just walk out the door? Never walk out the door. Wow. We always awesome. pray. Good for you. And, and especially, we don't really have that many um, issues with each other. Sure. Um, and it's mostly because my wife is super awesome. Yeah. And she gives me a lot of grace. That's really what it's really about. That's sweet. But, but because of that, I have learned to tone myself down a little bit and um, let God lead me in a lot of areas that I struggle with. You know, mm. back in the day, I had anger issues. Um, I think a lot of guys struggle with anger issues, um, a lot of insecurity issues. And because of the prayer that my wife and I had, a lot of stuff's gone away, which means there's less conflict in our marriage. Okay. Mostly because of me. Yeah. It's it, The conflict that, it, that we had in our marriage or any conflicts that we had, it was mostly because of me, because of my own insecurities of past hurts, um, how I was raised, um, the things I went through in my divorce, sure. that kind of stuff. And when... Paul allowed me and showed me all that type of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to show that back to her because I knew what it looked like. I didn't know what it looked like before. Yeah, you hadn't I, had it modeled for you. I had you. never had it modeled before. And I'm like, oh, this is new. This is foreign. But I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome way to go. So even if you're having a bad day, if you're the one that's yeah. irritable or, you know, Paula mm-hmm. can get in a bad mood, you know, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be conflict with each other. But even if one of you is having a bad day, you guys mm-hmm. still, you pray no matter what, huh? We pray no matter what. Wow. Especially if we're having a bad day. That's the day you really need to pray. Oh, good point. That's a really good point. Now, I know that Paula pastors a church, mm-hmm. and and um, you co-lead with her, and you support her in that, and that's amazing. But I also know that you guys do, um, is, it a, is it a marriage Bible study, or a, what do you call that, um, that you guys do? Is it just, it's married couples, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's once a week? Yeah, um, we're starting up a new series in January. We just finished up with Jimmy Evans, and it was oh, cool. about a 10-week process, and we had about six to eight other couples. And we would meet at the Village Inn um, in Castle Rock in awesome. one of the meeting rooms back there, and we'd um, watch the marriage video, and then we'd discuss. And we saw some marriages transform just from that 10-week wow. marriage study. And so a lot of those people that were in that marriage study now I want to go on with the new marriage study we're doing. I'm not sure what the name of the new one is. Sure. We're going to start that sometime in January. That's awesome. So you so you saw God move in the midst of that study. It is so awesome to see God move, not only in our own marriage, but in other people's lives, 
where the light switch goes on. They go, oh, wow, mm. God is real. And if I continue to, do, if I pray with my wife and I, and if I do these things, yeah, I'll have a better marriage. Yeah. And I was just thinking about all of our listeners that are single, that might mm-hmm. be, they've mm-hmm. never been married or they're young and they haven't gotten married yet, or they're divorced, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think all of this still applies to them because they should be praying, don't you think, maybe for themselves every mm-hmm. day um, for God to do the things in their heart to prepare them. Mm-hmm. I had a friend recently say to me, you know, it's good for single people to be praying in advance because she's single. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just that I'm prepared mm-hmm. for my husband and yeah. for my marriage and that God gets me, you know, as healed up and together mm-hmm. as he can. So when I go into a marriage, I'm going to be the spouse that, that God's calling me to be for my husband or my wife. That's great forward thinking. Yes. Pray for your future spouse. Yeah. We pray for um, our grandchildren that we don't, that we don't have yet. Wow. You know, that's a great idea. I've never thought of that. That's really cool. Of course, my wife came up with that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> but we do, you know, my, my daughter is engaged uh, to get married next November mm-hmm. and in 2018. And, you know, I don't know when her and her uh, husband at the time will have kids, but we're, we're praying for those kids. And all of our kids are in that dating mode now. So we're going to start seeing more marriages come up and, and grandkids. We can't wait for that. That's going to be awesome. But we're praying for our grandkids. That's so cool. And I know that you guys actually pray for other people too. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. just pray for your own family. Mm-hmm. Um, Paula's mentioned to me before, she's like, oh yeah, when I'm going through something hard, she'll say, you know, we covered you in prayer this morning when Chris and I prayed together. That's right. And I'm like, wow, they're not only just praying for their marriage and praying for whatever issues Mm -hmm. um, they're experiencing in their work life or in their business or whatever they've got going on or in ministry and covering their own stuff. They're praying for other people. And I've just always thought to myself, what a blessing to the Lord that must be for you guys to purposefully sit down every day and acknowledge him and your need of him in your life and ask him to cover all those things. But then you're covering other people. Mm -hmm. And I just think that you guys are going to see, I know you're already seeing so much fruit in your marriage from your prayer time. Yeah. Um, That's why I wanted you on because I really want to encourage our listeners, especially if they're struggling in their marriage, it's not too late to start. You know, it's always a good time to start making God, even in small ways, the center of your marriage, but you guys praying for other people, I'm telling you, I think is so sweet to the Lord. I I just feel his gratitude to you guys. I feel his pleasure with your sacrifice of your time and your heart and your words for other people. And I think you're going to see that come back into your own family in your own relationship, and even like you mentioned, your grandkids' lives mm-hmm. because of the legacy and the heritage yeah. of prayer that you're doing right now. Yeah. So you yeah. guys are a blessing, you know? You are too. Oh, You've been a blessing in our lives. Thank you. I um, I just really wanted people to, to hear your story, to hear a success story really because I, in my own life and in so many people that I run into, like I said, marriage can be really hard. And especially as the holidays are coming, um, that can be a stressful time in people's marriages. So before we go, I'm going to pray for people. But um, I just want to say to all of our listeners, really take heed on the stuff that that Chris was saying today, because he had so many nuggets of wisdom. I just encourage you guys to start praying now. It's never too late. Right, Chris? And um, 
and pray, be vulnerable in your prayers. Cause you would say for men, especially that's probably one of the most important things. Be transparent, be real, be vulnerable and trust God. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to pray for our listeners now. Thank you. Father God, thank you so much for everybody tuning in today. And thank you so much for, for Chris Waterman and his testimony about he and Paula's marriage and um, how they have purposed to make you the center of their marriage, God. And Lord, I just pray that you put a grace on everybody listening to be able to do this in their own marriage. It's not striving. It's not performance. It's not works. It's just one of those practical tools to pull you into our lives, Lord, and to, to pull you into our marriages and help us in our marriages. God, I pray for healing in marriages and, and breakthrough in marriages. Lord, I pray for reconciliation. I pray for peace in the home especially during the holidays, God, um, as we get closer and closer to Christmas and the beginning of the year, Lord, that you would just really bring a peace in marriages and you would help anybody listening, men or women that want to pray with their spouse, give them the words to broach the subject to their spouse, um, help them to remember to pray and ask you to help them even broach the subject, Lord, and just put such a special grace on that time, God. I really pray that this would be a new beginning for our listeners in their marriages and that they would see instant change and transformation and fruit from the power of prayer in their marriages. Lord, I pray all these things in the mighty and holy name of Jesus. Amen. So you guys, I want you to be able to find Chris. Um, you can find him on the internet at denvermortgageguy.com. You can email him at chris at denvermortgageguy.com. He, you guys, is awesome. He has a way of really giving you peace if you have anxiety about refinancing or buying a new home. He's so good at all of that, and he's super honest, you guys, and full of integrity. So check him out, and thanks so much for joining us today at Scandalous Grace. I'm Carla Swanigan, and you can check us out more at carlaswanigan.com. Leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. We hope you were blessed by today's episode of Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan. Please go to carlaswanigan.com to listen to podcasts, see where Carla will be speaking, and to find out about all of Carla Swanigan Ministries' resources, including her video devotional series. Scandalous Grace with Carla Swanigan is a listener-supported radio ministry outreach. We depend on your prayers and donations. Please go to carlaswanigan.com for ways you can partner with Carla in reaching listeners with God's love and grace. Please join us again next Saturday at 4 p.m. for Scandalous Grace with Carlos Wanigan.